4: I'm not actually inside a women's prison at the moment. The
5: horniest just went up to like 11. Good afternoon. At mm-hmm. least say a big to Nick. <laughs>
6: Tyler <laughs> must go to Cinco de Mayo.
7: Ty, Ty, Why won't you kiss me?
6: Ty me has kissed me.
3: With he has. He did it. He was in a Shake Shack at 2 a.m. Very romantic. So where all the best kisses happen? Welcome to better local Never. It is Wednesday. That means we got a fresh episode of the podcast. Of course, we have got a lot to talk about. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. If you haven't, the Edmonton Oilers are kind of on a little bit of a run here. You know, one eight in a row. Connor versus Connor happened last night. We're going to talk about all of it. First, I gotta give a shout out to the audio department. Of course, they are the title sponsors of the show. The audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. So I think what we're saying here is that I would be considered an artist because I'm certainly not a musician. I can poorly play a handful of instruments. wouldn't call myself a musician, though. If you want me to pluck along, you give me an easy chord progression on the guitar piano, I'm with you. I don't think the audio department wants to record any of that, though. Maybe a podcast. Maybe I go down to the uh, audio department.ca, book myself some studio time, sound even better than I do here at the Castle Milk in studio 93. Maybe. Maybe. Kicking off the podcast today. Well, it's December 13th. It's Wednesday. It's four o'clock as we're recording this. Last week, I started off the podcast by saying how much I loved that there was no snow. What happened that night? A dump of snow. So what am I going to do this time? I'm going to complain about the Christmas elf that keeps dropping booze in my glass every day of December just because it is the holiday season. I'm very festive, you see? Very, very festive. And that rascal of a Christmas elf, he's just like, hey, why don't you, uh, oh, I'll I'll use, can
8: I try? the christmas elf i feel like my voice is appropriate for it
3: yeah of course quads you can be the christmas elf if you want
8: thank you i always like when you loop me in on the show i like feeling like i'm a part of the show i like feeling like you want me as part of the show
3: you are part of the show buddy go ahead all right i am the i'm the christmas oh
8: i'm the christmas elf I'm the Christmas elf, and I demand that you have at least four ounces of rum in every soft drink you drink. These are the laws of the land. These are the Christmas rules of the Christmas elf.
3: I abide by your rules, dear Christmas elf. It is harsh, but they are fair.
8: I am not harsh. I am just, and I am mighty.
3: Anyway. You know what I love about this time of year? The ability to have a cocktail. Anytime you want. You want to eat chocolate at... 11 a.m. because there's like a box laying out at your work, you do that. You eat that chocolate because that's what this time of season is for, is uh, bulk enough for winter. Though, seven degrees today. I just took my dog for a walk, took the homie out. Frank was enjoying his life. There's grass. You can see grass. It's dead grass, but you can see grass. Makes him happy. Makes me happy. What doesn't make me happy, though, is now I'm realizing as I'm doing this little Christmas wrap that I am not done my Christmas shopping. I'm pretty close. I got a good start on it, but I'm not where I need to be. And uh, that's a problem on the 13th of the month. Mostly because I don't like going to the stores anymore. Now that Amazon is a thing, I just don't want to go into stores. Like I live in the West End of Edmonton, so I could get to West Edmonton Mall relatively quickly if I wanted to. But would I want to go there right now at this time of year? No, no, I don't. I don't want to go to West Edmonton Mall at the best of times. It could be in the middle of the afternoon on a Tuesday and I don't want to go there. The last time I was in the mall is very much a, all right, map out the store. Where is it? Okay, I park at that entrance, in, out, as fast as possible. As fast as possible. That is my... Uh... Oh, come on. There's no way he's actually calling right now. We shall see. David Quadrelli on the phone. I'm recording a podcast right now. Can you hear me, David? No, oh, hang on. You're not connected to the Roadcaster Quads. I need you connected. We need this to be a professional, a professional setting here. So give me a moment, please. So we're going to go to Bluetooth. We're going to connect. Let's see here. Quads, can you hear me? Why are you not coming through? Hmm. 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 Quads, I thought I had you here. It says connected to my phone and it's not, but I'm going to try again. I'm no quitter. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to be attached to the roadcaster. If not, I'm just going to put you on speaker. We're going to do it old school. It
0: three for the
3: train. <laughs> well, there's David Quadrelli. We're just going to do it on speaker. We're going to go old, old school.
0: Nice. I remember those days.
3: Yeah. So how can I help you today? Of course, this is a podcast oh. episode of our call, so we can't probably do what the actual purpose of the call was, but we can just bullshit
0: yeah i'll keep the purpose of the call to myself i'm just gonna talk to you because uh well to be honest it was about work but uh you warned me too you said you were gonna be doing better late than never and i said okay i've got 10 minutes before you do it so i'll call you back and then i called you and here we are live on air we not ready for this
3: yeah you just also mi- you also missed me do a rap of your voice as the christmas elf
0: oh darn
3: yeah so that's very disappointing and it's even yeah, more disappointing because you can't that. hear through the, vo- the roadcaster right now. Cause-
8: right now, I am in the Quad's voice and I am the Christmas elf. <laughs> am I also in the Quad's voice? And does it come through as the Quad's voice? As far as I can tell, there is no difference between the Christmas elf and Quad's real voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, anyways, I'm walking to the Sky Train. And this is one thing that I complain about Edmonton is you just don't really have like a good transit system out there because every time I'm out there, I have nowhere, I have no no idea where I'm going. It makes
3: no sense to me. Yeah. I mean like the LRT essentially, I mean, they are expanding it now, but essentially the LRT went one direction, just like north-south. That was pretty much it. I don't know why that was the plan when they built it originally. You feel like, hey... People want to get around the city on public transit, generally speaking, not just go in two directions, but that's where we're off. So we're a little behind on the times.
0: Okay, well, that's good to know. A uh, little leg up for me, although my one-bedroom apartment like cost me $2,700 a month to rent. At least I have good transit out here.
9: Yes, yes, you do.
3: How is uh, how is the train in Vancouver? Because here we have issues with the train quads. Even EPS, the Edmonton Police Service, say sometimes you just need to avoid the train altogether because we are having issues.
0: Interesting. I okay. So like the easiest way to put it is the train is great. I live like an hour away from downtown Vancouver, but I can get here like an hour by drive. Right? Like if I drive, it's like one to one hour, and then if I'm in the rush hour, it can get up to like two hours. Right? But mm-hmm. so you can take the train. It's like 45 minutes any time of day It's great Although I do hate people that talk on the phone on the train And right now I'm one of those people Which is why I'm whispering But
9: yeah, I like the train It, It works Quads, are you there?
3: I lost him again Hang on Oh, I've got you, Quads Are you there?
0: I am, but I'm about to get on the train So this is where we depart
8: is it really where we depart, Quaz? No matter where you go, there I am.
0: No, I'm uncomfortable.
8: It's like you're talking to yourself, isn't it? You're able to look okay. deep into your soul. The Christmas Elf is here, and David Quadrelli is trying to use public transit. All
0: right, people are looking at me now, I gotta
8: go. Why are they looking at you, Quaz? Pay attention to me, I am the Christmas Elf.
3: I think he hung up on me there. (laughs) 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 (sighs) I love that. I'm sad that it wasn't. It took me a minute to connect to the Roadcaster properly. I'm glad he got to hear his own voice, though.
8: What do you mean? That is my voice. I don't sound like the Christmas elf.
3: He does sound like the Christmas elf.
6: Quads. Always an integral part of the show. What about me? You'd think that I'm an integral part of the show. Why are you doing all the heavy lifting and there you got that fucking guy getting on the train. You can't hear shit. All these beeping and doors closing. He probably didn't even pay his fare, that guy.
8: I always pay my fare. How dare you, Satan?
6: I don't believe that at all. Last time I went on the train with you, you were just sitting there picking gum off the bottom of the seat and putting it in your mouth.
8: I would never, ever do that.
6: I saw you do it. I watched you do it. I would never. You did. I saw it.
8: I would never. You did. I would never. You did. did.
6: All
3: right, boys, let's calm down now. Let's calm down. I didn't expect quads to cause such a heated debate here on the first part of the podcast. (laughs) so stupid. I'm an idiot. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, going to West Ed. I don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, well, before we get to the news, I want to tell you about... We're doing another watch-along. So if you haven't paid attention to these, Oilers Nation does watch-alongs every now and then. We get a crew together at HQ. We all watch the game, and you could just watch it with us. So if you're at your house, you've got the game on the background, come chat with the crew. So we're doing December 21st. That is against the uh, New Jersey Devils, I believe. Yeah, New Jersey Devils. That's a 5.30 start. Boys are on the road. So we're doing another watch-along on the 21st. Go subscribe to the Oilers Nation YouTube page. Go do it. Help us out. Help us get more subs. Help us make more content. Get involved in the content. That's why I'd love to see you as part of the chat on December 21st for the Watch Along against the New Jersey Devils. We just beat them 5-1. It's going to be a good game. Come on, join us. If there's one thing better than making memories, or sharing memories, I should say, that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca for more information. Of course, you can join us on the nation vacation Arizona. Watch the boys play in a tiny little barn. Of course, Alberta Blue Cross is our travel insurance provider for that trip. Nationgear.ca, where you need to be to get the details? We also have a non-flight option. You want to handle your own flights? No problem. We put it together for you. Nationgear.ca, get involved. Come on a nation vacation presented by Alberta Blue Cross. When I start with the Oilers, when I think about the Oilers, and that's where we're going to start off the news is we're going to look at the Oilers. What a difference a handful of weeks have been. Pretty sure it was about a month ago. Was it a month ago? It might be exactly a month ago that Jay Woodcroft was relieved when we were on a nation vacation in Seattle. It's weird to see how much has changed since then. As we know, Woody won his last game behind the bench versus the crack, and I was there. Zach Hyman, Hattie, we all had a gla- uh, blast. We all went out on the town the night after, I guess that night after the game. Great times were had by all, except Jay Woodcroft. Then, Chris Knoblock comes in, Coach Garlic, Coach Knobby comes in, and we're like, all right, what is this guy going to do? What is he going to be? Who is he going to be as a coach? What kind of messaging is he going to have? We see his haircut. It's always fresh. You can set your watch to that thing. Would a man like a haircut like that be what this team needs? Seems to be so. He won his first couple of games with the Oilers, lost three thereafter, And now we're on an eight-game heater, including last night's win over the Chicago Blackhawks, which saw Connor versus Connor for the very first time. Getting into the Graham recap in a second, obviously Connor Bedard was in town for the first time, so the hype was all there. McDavid versus Bedard, Connor versus Connor. There was actually four Connors in that game, by the way. Connor McDavid, Connor Brown, Connor Bedard, Connor Murphy. All the Connors. Connor per sixty, very very high. Oilers versus Chicago. Now, coming into the game, it was all like, oh, how's this meeting going to go? Are they going to be jacked up? Connor's answer is very funny. Smaller count. Connor was just excited to be there. He goes, you know, I'm watching him play, and I'm paraphrasing. Watched McDavid play for a long time. It's going to be excited to go up against him. I like that. Low respect. Then, kid puts on a show for well, either his first or second shift. I don't remember exactly now, but it was early in the game. Connor Bedard opened the scoring. Absolute snipe. Quick release. Move the puck. Just quick left to his right, up, top corner, beats Stuart Skinner. Hell of a shot. Great shot. Absolute masterpiece of a shot. It's hard to to kind of wrap that up. Just how good that shot is for a kid that young. You know what I mean? It is wild. It is wild to see a kid that young have a shot that mature, if that makes sense. It's not going to be long, in my opinion, for Connor Bedard. I mean, it depends on how the team around him is built eventually. Like, the Chicago Blackhawks are just dog shit. They're a very, very bad hockey team. He looks like, you know what he looks like? He reminds me of when I was playing, like, Adam hockey or something. So, like, as a young kid, now I'd be playing Adam, and we'd be in a practice, and then someone's older brother would come down, and he'd play with us, and he would just be so much better than everyone else on the ice. That's what Connor Bedard looks like with the Chicago Blackhawks so my point i was getting at is if they improve the team around him i don't think it's out of the question to think that this kid could go out and get a rocker richard one day not with a shot like that that release is ridiculous as for our own connor well we picked up the two we picked up two points in the standings he picked up two points on his totals the point streak continues for Connor mcdavid he is on fire he just can't stop producing multi-point games that is Connor mcdavid Speaking of Conor David, we also learned that his wedding will be in July of 2024, thanks to Lauren Kyle doing an AMA on her way to a friend's wedding in wherever the fuck she's at right now. The ladies look like they're having a good time. They all look great. They're all dressed up. It's wedding season after all, having cocktails in the sun. Who doesn't enjoy that? But that was the big news that came out of her little AMA via the plane... wait... July 27, 2024, Connor and Lauren will have their royal wedding. My guess is, and I think this was Tyler's idea, I don't remember exactly who said it, but I'm guessing that they're going to have like a wedding on an island somewhere where they very, very much know who on the who is on the guest list. My question was, does Connor care when Lauren reveals that kind of stuff? He's a very private person. The only thing he ever posts on his social is like ads. I'm curious about how that works. Maybe he doesn't care at all. Maybe he goes, yeah, whatever, you know? Either way, Connor McDavid is doing Connor McDavid things. He is a big part of the reason the Oilers are on an eight-game winning streak. Tomorrow, looking at the schedule, they've got the Tampa Bay Lightning in a rematch again. They should have beat the Lightning a little while ago, couldn't get the saves they needed. Then they got Florida Panthers on Saturday. That is another rematch. That's the late game on Hockey Night in Canada. A couple days off from there, New York Islanders on the Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Then on Wednesday, for our regularly scheduled program, we'll break down those three games. Speaking of point streaks, Evan Bouchard, he continued his point streak last night with another two-point effort. The guy is just on fire right now. On fire. What? How else could you describe how he's playing? Over these 12 games, he has got 18 points. Five goals, 13 assists over this incredible, incredible heater. Just a ridiculous run for Sam uh, Sam Gagne. We're going to get to him next. Don't you worry. For Evan Bouchard, he has got the longest point streak by a defenseman since the 80s. I'm going to try to find Gregor's tweet here on the fly, and I'm just going to try and just see if I can find the number, because I want to get it right, because as he was talking about it, all I could think of is, that sounds good. Evan Bouchard, and I quote, this is from Jason Gregor on Twitter. Bouchard extends point streak to 12 games, second longest in franchise history. Among D-Men behind Coffee's 28 Gamer, David Quadrelli is calling me back again. Now, I don't know why David is calling me back again, but what I am going to do is I'm going to try and get him attached to the roadcaster properly this time so that I can hear him fully and he can enjoy all of the fun of mini quads that we'll call him or the Christmas elf, depending on where he is. I think I can hear you quads. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes.
0: Okay, so I had to call you back because I need to know, this is is for the BLTN listeners, I was just looking back at a little replay of our show Uh, today, Canucks Conversation, go check it out, on the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. There's an Oilers fan in our chat today talking about how we don't give Tyler Myers enough love. And he said, and I quote, and you know who you are, you probably listen to BLTN too, because if you're on the set, why aren't you? He, He said, I would rather have Tyler Myers at six million than Darnell Nurse at nine point two five or whatever he's at.
3: No,
10: that's asinine.
0: And I just okay. I'm just making sure that's not the the you know like I knew Nurse was bad. Like I know he's not worth that. And I, I've heard you know I've heard the tragic story about how he kind of you know ended up getting that dollar figure because Oscar Clefbaum went down, which is so sad. But anyway, um, dare you? I just need to make sure that he wasn't how dare you bring
3: up Oscar Clefbaum on this podcast.
0: Hey, man I, I, wa- I wanted the guy to succeed I wanted him to come back and
3: play. So here's the thing with Darnell Nurse is at 925 is he worth 925? Mm-hmm. No. He's overpaid by like I don't know, 2 million bucks, 3 million bucks depending on who you ask. Mm-hmm. But the reality is mm-hmm. right now
8: Are you still on the train quads? Well, I had to quit. It's train, so it's oh, he's on the train. I can hear the ding-dings. It's, now I'm now going out to my house, and I gotta ride the train, and I felt I'd call my old pal, Bag Milk and join in on the podcast and talk about Darnell Nurse.
6: Now it sounds like he's underwater. I don't know, he's like in a wind tunnel or something.
8: Oh, Satan's chiming in now. Great, we have quads on the train, then Satan's chiming in. I've always
6: been here. Get out of here, mini-quads.
8: I'm here, too. Leave me alone.
3: unfortunately i can't hear you quads you're very very muffled so i think i'm gonna let you go as much as i would like to tell you about darnell nurse i think that he is arguably playing some of his best hockey right now actually but that doesn't mean he's not overpaid all right
0: that's good
3: (laughs) so there all right i'll call you back pal we'll talk about some business (laughs) there goes quads (laughs)
8: Why did he just call back if he was going to sound like he's in a wind tunnel?
6: That's what I want to know. We're trying to put on a show here. We're trying to keep the people entertained. And this guy's coming in from a submarine under the ocean.
8: I'm not on a submarine. I'm just going to my place. I'm going to my house. And I just want to go there peacefully. And I wanted to chime in on the show. Well,
6: you can't chime in on the show when you sound like that. All
3: right, boys. Let's relax a little bit. Let's relax. Anyway. Anyway. I don't know what the Darnell nurse hate coming from. I actually think that he's playing some of his best hockey ever right now. Ever. You know? I think that sure, the contract is what it is. And no matter what he does, people are going to be upset by the total that he's got. And I get it. I mean, if you if he was paid six two five or six five, you could do a lot with that three million th- two seven five. Of course you could. That's a quality depth player or defenseman. Thousand percent no argument from me. But to say that he's not playing good hockey right now. I just don't think that's accurate. I just don't think that's accurate. Since Paul Coffey especially came in, he's playing the best hockey he's played since the All-Canadian Division. Full stop. That's just my opinion. You can disagree with me if you like. That is just my opinion. A guy who is not having so much luck though right now, continuing on with the news, is Connor Brown. The other day, we thought he had his first goal as an Edmonton Oiler. (laughs) It was ultimately called back, unfortunate, because the celebration was, you could see the jubilation, you could see the weight lifting off his shoulder. Sure, it was metaphorical, but I feel like I could see it right through the TV. The fist pump was there, all the boys were giving it to him. I was hopeful that even just having that goal called back would spawn a little something. So last night against the Chicago Blackhawks, he had another opportunity to play in the top six, had some good looks. Had some good looks. Just cannot get a goal to save his life right now. Just cannot do it. And it's a bummer to me. So where do you go? Where do you put him? Where do you stick Connor Brown? I feel like it can't be in the top six right now. But then the question is, who fills that spot? Ideally, it would probably be someone like Dylan Holloway, but he's out. He's hurt. He's injured. So right now, what is the option? Warren Fogle? Warren Fogle has more than zero goals. Is that the winger you want alongside Leon Dreisaitl and Evander and Kane? If that's, you know, if Leon and Evander are going to stick together, probably not, but at least he has goals. At least Fogle looks dangerous when he's got the puck on his stick. I just will be, I'm curious to see how this rolls along. Maybe you move Sam Gagne up there. You don't actually. You don't actually, Sam Gagne is actually part of what is a very effective fourth line for the Oilers right now, scored the game winner last night, and the people go nuts when Sam scores, and I get it. Guy's got four goals, three assists for seven points 14 games. He is giving them, he is giving the Oilers a 41-point pace. I know he doesn't play every day, but he's giving them a 41-point pace at next to nothing in terms of value, or contract value. We need more players like Sam Garnier. And add in the fact that he absolutely loves it. He loves everything about playing for this team. And that's just so exciting. And the fact that his goals come at home, the place goes bananas, and his celebrations are outstanding. Come on. How can you not listen to this clip? I'm going to play and get fired up.
7: The support you get here. It's unlike
0: anywhere in the league. It's the best fans in the league. It's um, just an incredible place to play, and I'm, I'm so thankful to, to play in front of these fans every night.
3: Come on. Talking to Tony Braher after the game. The people love Sam Gagne. I love Sam Gagne, and he loves us all right back. This is a match made in heaven, and I personally feel like it is writing a wrong. That was in the hockey universe when the Oilers traded Sam Gagne away for Andreas Athanasiu along with two second-round picks. This is the universe writing a wrong. Sam Gagne, God willing, is going to play playoff games with the Edmonton Oilers for the first time ever. Third tour of duty. He's finally going to do it, provided knock on wood. Provided that the hockey gourds are kind and they are generous and the Oilers can keep this up. Because you know what, boys and ladies, as of today, December 13th, before these games start today anyway, the Oilers are one point out of a wild card spot and they've got some games in hand. That is what we're talking about. Now, of course, we're talking about a wild card spot. But you got to start somewhere. Only a couple of weeks ago, it feels like two, three weeks ago, they were in the last place or second last place in the league. Now to be one point out of a wild card spot, riding an eight game heater, looking like they may never lose again. Come on. You love to see it. You love to see it. Anyway, it's very, very exciting not for connor brown i mean i i just i don't know what we need to do do we need to find a sacrifice for the guy we, i we should have known it was going to take a minute for him to get back up and running given that he only played four games last year hurt his acl or achilles i don't remember which one it is now i feel like an idiot was it i'm going to google this to make sure i don't connor brown acl was it an a- acl yeah on tearing his acl just four games into the season okay we probably should have known it was going to take him a little bit longer to get up and running, but we're 25 games into the season now. That is more than a little time to get up and running. So where do we go from here? I don't have an answer. I'd love to hear your answer. Hit me up on socials. JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Hi, my name is BagMilk on TikTok and Instagram. I'm also on threads at that name, too, if you're on threads. I don't check it often, but I'm there. I'm also on Blue Sky, I think. I think I have one of those. Anyway. Just let me know. I want to know where does Connor Brown slot in? I would probably move him down at least to the third line and bump Fogel up. That's just my opinion. Nobody asks my opinion. I wish Coach Nobby did. I don't know if he has my number. Might have lost it. I will get a carrier pigeon and fly my number over to Roger's place and drop it in his beautifully coiffed hair. Although that hair does look bulletproof. I don't know if he'd find my note until later, but he'll find it eventually. That haircut can't lie to him, and he wouldn't lie to you. The other other news I want to talk about from this past little run is on Sunday, Oilers won 5-1 over the New Jersey Devils. Calvin Pickard played his first game in like two and a half weeks. He stopped all but one shot against a very good New Jersey team, and my question now for you, if you're listening to this, is what does that mean for the Oilers' plans moving forward when it comes to Jack Campbell? I'm hoping, again... This is going to be two parts. There's Jack Campbell, the human, and then there's Jack Campbell, the hockey player. I'm hoping Calvin Pickard playing the way he did against the New Jersey Devils puts cold water on Jack Campbell, the player being recalled to the Edmonton Oilers anytime soon. I was told, and we've heard that last night's start for the Condors was one of his best so far, but still, there's too many inconsistent nights there. Some nights he's hot, some nights he's cold, and there's not like a steady flow of just always awesome. And I feel like if you're paid to be a starting goalie at the NHL level, you should probably be dominating the AHL level, or at least better than most. And that's just not happening right now. So if Calvin Pickard is going to give you quality minutes between the pipes, what are we doing here? Do we really have to? gets to a point where it's just because we like him. I feel like that's not the move, but we'll see what happens, right? We will see what happens with Jack Campbell. I personally wonder if he's played his last game with the Oilers. It doesn't seem like it. it. seems like the team wants to give him another chance, but we'll see what happens. Again, with the schedule being what it is, the Oilers have got Tampa tomorrow, Thursday. They've got Florida on Saturday. Nothing until Tuesday when they go to New York to play the Islanders. We'll see what happens. And then there's Christmas break. So we're kind of running out of time here to mix him in. And I don't know that we need to. Not yet. Sorry, Jack, the person. You are a sweetheart. You are supposedly one of the nicest people ever. But Jack, the player, is just not ready yet. Changing gears entirely, new all-star game rules came out yesterday, and Connor McDavid, our captain, our boy, our hero, our legend, our joie de vivre, he was a big part of making that happen. So a couple of different things. Events will be limited to a 12-player skills competition for All-Star Weekend that will feature a $1 million winner-take-all prize. So what we're trying to get here is the players to care a little bit. You put a million bucks on the line, and all of a sudden people go, hey, 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 I think I care about this a little bit. So there's going to be the fastest skater, there's going to be the hardest shot, there's going to be the upper deck NHL stick handling contest, there's going to be a one-timers contest, there's going to be a passing challenge, there's going to be an accuracy accuracy shooting challenge, there's going to be an NHL shootout, and then finally an NHL obstacle course where the top six point earners will advance with number one walking away with one million dollars. So based on where you finish in your respective events, so say you're in the fastest skater and you finish dead last, you would get zero points. If you finish fifth, you would get one point. If you finish fourth, you would get two points, third, three points, second, fourth points, first, five points. You get it. You get it. Right? So it's going to be a process of elimination. I think this is going to be interesting. And they're also bringing back the draft for the skills competition and all-star, or I guess for the all-star game. I love that. I miss the draft. I miss the shenanigans. And we all got worried about feelings and shit. But listen, these guys are pro athletes. Have some fun. Let us have fun with this. Though they did institute a John Scott rule where you can't just like write in nom somebody and hope that they go to be the MVP. Even though that is incredibly short-sighted to me, because if you remember back to the John Scott all-star game, he was voted in by the people. Went in and ended up the weekend's MVP, one of the biggest stories of that period in the NHL. And it was all because of some fun shenanigans from the fans. Why the NHL doesn't want to do that, I have no idea. But I'm begging you let fan shenanigans come back to the All Star game. That's where we need to be. That is where we need to be. And that's where we're going to wrap up the news for our friends at Alberta Blue Cross. If there's one thing better than sharing memories, it's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel for more information. Nationgear.ca if you want to come with us to Arizona in February for a nation vacation. Time to get to a little betting talk and... The interesting thing about the Oilers being on a run like this is sometimes there are games where I want to go a little bit conservative. Last night felt like a trap to me. Yes, the Chicago Blackhawks were terrible. Yes, that's a team that the Oilers should beat nine out of ten times. But we also have seen them play down to their competition at times as well. So I went a little bit more conservative. And then I had a couple of bets where I really, really went heavy. So one of them, Leon Dreisaitl to score anytime, time was plus 120. Leon to score-up plus money is ridiculous. So when I see it, I take it, especially against a team like Chicago. Now, it took Nikita Zaitsev deflecting the puck into his own net for that bet to cash, but they don't ask how. They just ask how many dollars that put in your jeans, playboy. Second, I bet on Connor. I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Audio department, save me. Hang on. Think back to your training. Bag milk, think back to your training. I'm going to lower this. I'm going to bring this down. All right. I think we got it. Let me try this. All right. We're back. Um, I went heavy on Connor McDavid to score two goals. I thought that he was going to put on a show against Bedard. Yeah. I mean, he still did. Connor McDavid is easily one of the best players on the ice. Always. He just didn't get the goal. So I went heavy on that one. Didn't get it. I also went heavy on Oilers to win every period, meaning they had to outscore the Blackhawks in the first, the second, and the third period. That was at plus 425. So I went a little bit heavy on that one hmm and it hits oh it feels good Win it hits so even though i had a shot prop did not get it i had uh nude two points did not get it what i did go heavy on paid for everything and that's ultimately what i'm looking for i'm looking for the oilers to win and I'm looking for myself to get a couple of shekels in my pocket because my friends at Betway give me the opportunity to do that because I am 19 plus and I can do so responsibly. So if you are looking just to make a little fun on game night, and I'm not telling you to bet a lot, and you shouldn't, only what you're comfortable losing, provided that you are 19 plus and you can do it responsibly, check in with our friends at Betway. Check in because now that the others are on a heater, there's no better time. No better time than to try and make some money than right now.
7: You're listening to better late than never with bagged milk, where facts plus bollocks equals factor bollocks.
4: You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Me in the gym
3: for my friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, it is time for the righteous sack beating. Of course, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oil field disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. What kind of tools do you got? What kind of tools do they have? What kind of tools do you need? Now I gotta press my favorite button. Rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, mills and bits, completion tools, any tool for any job. TrilogyRentals.ca. I don't have a righteous sack beating this week. Everything's going well. I'm happy, feel good. The weather's warm, took my dog on a cruise. Neither of us froze today. I'm feeling lovely, but the good news is for our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, we've got a guest righteous sack beating from one of you. Something's grinding your gears, and I'm here to give you a platform to do it. So the first thing I do is I give you the button, then I press the voicemail button.
4: You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Right. So last week's episode...
3: (laughs) 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 So last week, I'm going to go ahead and guess that Dukes' problem is that his voicemails got clipped out last week because of the uh, corrupt file problem I had. (laughs) In the group chat with Dukes and Donkey Volley, I said, boys, there was a problem with the voicemails. And he goes, ah, fuck. I don't remember what he said, but it was it was pretty hilarious. I'm actually thinking of a new segment just where I, I find a voice filter for those two boys. And then I just read chunks out of the voicemail or out of the the group chat because it is absolutely electric in there. Anyway, Dukes, you've only gotten four seconds in and I'm already laughing at you. So here we go.
4: You obviously said, um, you know, eight voicemail files were corrupted (laughs) and, you know, it couldn't be played. And I think corruption is exactly the right word here in this <laughs> circumstance
1: because I noticed
4: that all my voicemails that were left um, seem to be corrupted. And a certain English <laughs> person talking about cocks uh, seemed to get all this through.
3: Now, if you're thinking that the Donkey Volley Dick Brigade was something that I had planned. You know Dukes as well as anybody. I don't listen to the voicemails until I play them in the voicemail segment of the podcast. You know this. You know it. That is the... that is I maintain that authenticity because I want to give you my first reaction. If something's funny, I want to laugh out loud. I can't force a laugh at something that I've heard before. It doesn't work that way. Come on, man.
4: So I think... um I think speak pipes in bed with fucking big donkey and big dog oil and whatever the fuck else he goes on about. Big
3: now a speak pipe in bed with the donkey. Hmm.
4: Badger. So that's my fucking RSB for now. <laughs> I actually, I actually even had hockey, t- like I wasn't even. Well, I, I think I talked shit one of them, but the other, I had some proper hockey takes in there. Like that's rare as fuck. You, you might not ever get that from me again. So like, yeah, fucking whatever, whatever, um, you know, whatever lobbyist donkey has in the halls of Speakpipe, mm. we need to find them and hold them accountable for, for this blatant fucking bias. And, um, yeah, it's just disgusting. It's it's not dem- democratic. Anyway, vote for Dukes. Play La Bamba, baby. Let's go. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy.
3: Here I thought that uh, the trilogy rentals... RSB from Dukes was going to be about me, but here he is. He's finding conspiracies between SpeakPipe, who is my voicemail service provider, and Donkey Volley. Now, I can't say that I've seen Donkey Volley and the executives at SpeakPipe speak pipe in the same room at the same time. I just can't say it because I've never seen it. Is there shenanigans going on? Is there behind the scenes lobbying to get his dick jokes played on the podcast? And Dukes' messages corrupted. Seems that way. I'm just asking the questions here. I'm just asking the questions.
11: This is Captain Felton from Vancouver. On behalf of all listeners of Better Late Than Ever, Zoll will of thousands, get fucked.
1: Ready to pop the question?
2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
7: The
3: voicemail is looking for a sponsor. It doesn't have one. So I'm just going to start shouting out some of you. Because ultimately, this segment only works because you guys leave voicemails for me. And I appreciate you very much. So this week, it is the Owen, Nick, Dukes and Donkey volley voicemail. The Owen, Nick, Dukes and Donkey voicemail is coming up right now. Kicking off the voicemail, we've got Owen chiming in first.
13: Owen, what do you got to say? BM. I might sound like absolute death right now, but you
3: sound like somebody just kicked you right in the balls, my friend. What's going on?
13: That's because I feel like death. Oh, mm. um, it's Thursday. I have a final on Saturday in uni. I have a shift tomorrow night, Friday. I have a shift on Saturday night. I ref Saturday. I have a hockey game on Sunday. I've got two more assignments left to do before. The semester ends before, so that's due at uh, 11.59 tomorrow night, and I currently have a fever of 102. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure who the hell I pissed off for this happened to me, but I wouldn't wish this upon my greatest enemy.
3: Now, I'm concerned, Hero, in that you're just burning the candle at both ends. That is a heavy schedule. That's a hefty, hefty schedule. As somebody myself who often has a heavy schedule, you know, I got a couple of gigs. I've got the Nation one that you know. And I've got some other stuff going on. And sometimes i got full days. And I find that when I have a bunch of those in a row, something that takes a lot of mental capacity, shuts the body down. I wonder if you need to recharge the batteries a little bit here at some point. You are, uh, you are going full speed ahead, my friend. Pedal to the floor.
13: Now for the reason I actually left voicemail. Well, that's because I agree with Nick. I do multiple takes. Now today won't be a multiple take day. I'm- Hang on a second. What is with
3: you guys doing multiple takes? That's very, very interesting to me. That you don't trust yourself to do a first thought. You're trying to perfectly craft the voicemails. The nice part about this this podcast is it's it's not perfect. You know, I had an audio issue. I corrected on the podcast. Could I clip that out and post? Sure, you'd never know it
13: happened. But I'd rather be authentic.
3: Maybe that's where we need to get to, Owen.
13: I find sound like absolute dog shit either way. But um. You know, if I'm doing it in my car and the the audio's not great, or or if I just fuck up and say some outlandish shit, like when I'm ranting, there was a couple times I just ranted into the voicemail. I would have gotten in big trouble if I had actually sent those in, because there was a lot of bad words in there. Ah. Um, or if I just fuck up in general, I'll do another take. Usually I can get it out in one, but also sometimes... I accidentally let my phone sleep while the timer's going, and that restarts it, and that really pisses me the fuck off. There's been a couple times where I've actually stopped leaving a voicemail, like, not left the voicemail because of that, because I was just pissed off. Really? Anyway, my minute and a half's almost up. See you later, BM. Feel better, man. You sound like shit,
3: and I don't mean to say that to sound like an asshole. You just, like, you sound like a rundown dude. You got a lot going on. Make sure to take a minute to recharge your batteries. Let me take you behind the scenes here for a second. My general schedule is that I work most weeks, I'd say six days a week. I'm not saying that every Saturday is a full day, but generally speaking, I do work on Saturdays. But Sunday, provided there's no weather's game, is my day to just chill. The only thing I generally do on Sundays, when possible, is just put the mailbag together. And the reason I do that is I just need a day to just put the phone kind of away, trust the people that I've got in place to handle the jobs that need to be done and that we can just kind of move forward. And I have a break just like everybody who reports to me at nation HQ. I just, everybody needs to have a break from time to time. So we all really pull and lean on each other to provide that flexibility a little bit. And I don't know what's going on in your life, but I hope you have those kind of relief valves as well, because sometimes you just need them.
7: You're listening to better late than beef with your fuck what <laughs> Hang on, it's not supposed to be a beef podcast jesus i've absolutely spaffed this one sorry well i mean
3: like beef as in like let's talk about kobe beef or something like that i'm good with that or are we talking about like rap beef also i'm good with that too if you want to fight somebody in the voicemail if you want to argue and start beef with somebody i am absolutely down with that ari you are up next what do you got going on
10: I should be studying for my count final right now. Well, actually I am, but like I have this on the side, the Shohei Otani stuff on Ah. Twitter is just immaculate. Like
3: it was so much fun. It was so, so much fun. Friday at nation HQ. We were all following that fucking plane. Turns out it was the guy from dragon's den. Just ridiculous how it all ended up. I want to know my, my, I'd love to be in a room with the wealthy barber guy, the shark tank guy, and just be like, Hey man, When on that flight did you find out this was happening? Because you know on a private jet, he's on the PJ, he's got Wi-Fi on that thing. You know he knew. Was it before he took off that he found out that people were trying to track this flight or starting to track this flight? Was it in the air? Was there a conspiracy, which is something that I've seen on Twitter, where his management agency and Otani's management agency are the same company? I don't know if that's true, so don't quote me. Is there conspiracy afoot here? But the guy from Dragons Den slash shark, Sharks Tank slash author of Wealthy Barber, maybe, maybe.
10: So as of now, I just got the tweet from John Morosi saying he's got he's he's flying in, so that that's where we're at. Well, I'm sure by the time you're with the podcast, we'll already know if he signed or not. But you know, this is this is so much fun.
3: <laughs> it was fun. A Nation HQ. We watched all day. I had, uh, this is a true, true thing. I had in the MLB store, I had an Otani blue, no, uh, an Otani white Jays jersey ready to go. If he stepped off the plane in Toronto and we saw him, if there was any, you know, any confirmation that he was there, I was going to go, blink, order one of the first Toronto Blue Jay Otani jerseys available in the country was coming to me. I was ready. I was ready. I see. I've got another email from Ari. I, uh, I wonder if this one is from a few hours later. We'll find out.
10: Okay. So, with this, all this stuff happening today with the Otani stuff, this might be fun. Compare these two days the McDavid lottery and the Otani PA free agency.
3: Interesting question, actually. Um, not close to me. The Otani thing. I don't know that I've ever seen a whole country following a plane. You know, that the dude from Shark Tank's plane was the most tracked flight on Earth for a while. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. So McDavid Lottery Day, I remember it well. I thought the Oilers were going to be, I was already resigned to the idea that the Oilers were going to be drafting like Dylan Strom or Noah Hanovan or, you know, pick any of those secondary pieces. That's where I thought I didn't even watch the lottery that day. So for me, it wasn't even close. The only reason I knew that the Oilers won the lottery is because I had it on in the background because I was just watching whatever playoff game was on at the time. I was probably on my laptop. I was not paying attention. I just didn't think they were going to win. So for me personally, wasn't even close. Was not even close.
7: You're listening to (laughs) Better Life Than Pork with your Porky Chancellor host, Mr. (laughs) Donkey Fucking hell, wrong podcast again.
3: (laughs) I do love pork. Bacon specifically. Ham, I'll fuck a ham up. You ever get those hams from Costco? The, um... What are those called? Like, the Ringhams?
9: Fucking awesome. Nick, you're up. Okay, babe. This is take number four. Let's talk about Shohei Otani.
3: There's no way it took you four takes to play this. Like, you want to talk about Shohei? I might not even get through the whole message because we know he signed for $700 million with the Dodgers. Four takes, Nick? Four?
9: Um, Like, what the fuck was that? That was the most wild day I have ever seen. I was you're trying right. to study for final exams, and I literally couldn't take my eye off Twitter. Worrying that show he was going to sign, and I was going
3: to... Uh, a little bobble there in the fourth uh, four take. You had a little bobble there. You wasted at least a second on that delay. Nick, back to the drawing board. Maybe you got to storyboard these out. You got to draw like a cartoon, like a beginning, middle, end. Like, what's the story arc of your 90-second message, you know?
9: Missing. And to get that wrong, that he was not on the plane indeed, and we were all tracking the Dragon's Then guy, is <laughs> just the most wild shit. It I is hilarious. Sense. Like, what the fuck was that? It was like, fun is what it was. I have to say, I, I love the Jays. I'm a Jays. I've been a Jays guy my whole life. I don't think we're signing Shohei. This just feels like punishment. Like, we're getting so close. And then this, he's going to see this just stalking behavior of us tracking this fight. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to sign with the Dodgers. That just feels like where this is going. Like, you know that Passenger song where it's like, you only know you've been high when you're feeling low. Well, it's going to be the opposite us where it's Like, you only know you've been low when you're feeling high.
3: <laughs> Shohei Otani obviously did sign with the Dodgers. $700 million. A lot of that is deferred money. The guys get to get paid until the end of time. I don't understand how that's not cap circumvention in the MLB. Apparently, they don't have that. Or if they do, they don't care. But the whole Otani contract with the Dodgers is just wild, and uh, ultimately it sucks. I'm a Jays fan. I wanted him to sign. I had a jersey. I was like I said two seconds ago. I was locked and loaded, ready to go, ready to go. Next message.
7: You're listening <laughs> oh, to no. Better Late Than Now, your archive for all things. Uh, oh shit! Wrong podcast again. <laughs> Jer-
3: there, there are one. Two, there are so many short messages in the voicemail this week that I just, I, I just imagine Donkey Volley, uh, he just fucking pinata every idea he had in his head out into the voicemail. You know my boy Donkey Volley doesn't do four takes, I can tell you that much.
5: ABM, I just listened to my righteous act beating on last week's episode. Hmm. Um, I have one more little mini boy, little mini sack beating. And then I think in a separate uh, voicemail, I'm going to send in my impressions of who the nation members are. Since uh, you talked about it in this episode, I'm going to just try to rapid fire through it real quick uh, from the, from the perspective of a nation citizen
3: sure i'm re- actually you know what i love this i love knowing what you guys think of what we do because i know very intimately just because of my spot in the company what we do and who does what but i always love to hear this from you guys this is my favorite 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 thing go ahead
5: my mini sack beating is just how primitive the voicemail function still is on phones. The fact that you can send voice notes in WhatsApp and any messaging app. It's so easy, and the fact that voicemails just don't naturally pop up as just like a text message is really annoying. I'm sick of looking at that stupid icon <laughs> on the top of my screen. Me too. Oh, and you asked how old I am. I'm not your age. I'm 30. I may maybe I sound older. I hope that'd be cool. Um, but I look like I'm fucking 22. I still get ID'd. I'm not kidding you. Okay. I'll do another one quick.
3: I've got, uh, I've got that same affliction. We call it Ryan Nugent Hopkins syndrome. I am 38 years old. I get ID'd every time I go anywhere. If I go to a bar right now, I will get ID'd. I promise you that if I go to the liquor store right now, I will get ID'd. I promise you that I'm more interested in, uh, yeah. So the voicemail thing, I agree. I've had a little red dot on mine forever. I don't, I almost want to shut off my voicemail because the only voicemails that are actually in there is one sales guy, Jared, at The Nation. He's the only person I actually know in real life that leaves me voicemails. Two, it's just bots. It's like, you know, when those robocalls kick in after you say, hello, 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 and then it goes,
2: hang on, I'm going to do this.
7: This is Canada. This is the Canada Revenue Agency. You are being
0: arrested for back taxes. Unless you pay a fee of $10,000 payable via iTunes cards, you will have people at your door in six and a half minutes. You have 13
3: minutes to comply. It's always that kind of shit that's in my voicemail. It's fucking annoying. Anyway, I want to hear uh, part two on this.
5: Okay, nation member rapid fire. Let's do it. Tyler seems like the little brother um, who is lovable, but also like can get pissed off pretty easily so you gotta like not rock the boat with them um liam
3: hang on let me think about that tyler's a little brother that hmm you don't want to rock the boat i don't i don't i don't that i don't agree with just because i know tyler as well as i do I could talk to Tyler about anything and he can talk to me about anything. And that's a nice part of our relationship that we have now is, you know, there's a professional aspect of it, but there's also the personal side. Now he does get mad for sure. So that I agree with, but um, I'd say you're 75% there. Liam's up next
5: is just the gentleman. Um, Rick, I do agree.
3: Liam is a gentleman Uh, without question. Liam is a gentleman. It's the accent. Don't ask him to say what. If you saw that clip on Instagram, you know what I'm talking about. But yes, very, very much so. Liam is the gentleman now. Rick is up next.
5: He definitely has the optimistic vibe, but also like I feel like you wouldn't want to piss him off. Like I feel like in a street fight, he would fuck you up.
3: Well, Rick is jacked. You probably it probably doesn't come across on podcast clips or whatever. But if you follow Rick on Instagram you will see him shutting the pint down because that's his job. So he'll be posting like a video from on his Instagram story from, I don't know, like 1231 in the morning and the place is rammed, 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 rammed. And then the very next morning before I'm even out of bed and mind you, I've just been eating chips on my couch the whole time. You will see a picture of Rick at the gym at like 6am. So yes, he will fuck you up. He will take your arms and rip them clean out of their sockets. Next.
5: Um, Dan just seems like level headed, good vibes. Same with Jay. James, Jay seems like if the chips were down, he's still gonna be a good vibe. Like he, there's no bad bad days for that guy.
3: Dan is without question. He's just a sweetheart. He's a good vibes guy. Um, he's one of the best people you'll ever meet. Jay is a blast always. If you can uh if you can get Jay like come to the nation vacation with us, to Arizona and see experience trip Jay. That guy is so much fun and the, uh, I've had so many great memories over my 10 years full-time at this company because of Jay and how much fun he is. Full stop.
5: Um, Waz is, you know, Waz is Waz. Um, Chalmers <laughs> is a good shit. I met him at the opening party at Greta mm. um, after we lost He was walking by me and I kind of looked at him and I was like, I'm sad, Chalmers. And he was like, what? And then he just like walked up to me and shook my hand and started talking to me. Like he didn't have to do that. Awesome vibes. Good guy.
3: Chalmers is the best. So I met Chalmers again. We talked about this a little bit last week um, when people were asking, who's Chalmers? Who's Rick? Uh, uh, Wanye and Jay. They've known him forever. So I met Chalmers through him, and he is one of my favorite people. If I get to spend a weekend with him or if I get to spend a night with him for an event or a hockey game or whatever, I guarantee we are going to have a blast.
5: Um, And you and fucking Wanye have a similar chaotic good vibe. Hmm. Um, I know he's not in Kennedy's quote game, but if somebody says something ridiculous in the quote game, there's a very good shot it's you. Um, Wanye has the same vibe. You guys, if you two had a podcast together, that would be fucking tops. Uh, I made it under the wire.
3: Wanye is the reason I work at Oweather's Nation. So if you want to back up, if you want to know a little nation history, um, we did a full episode on this, by the way. You can back up, go about three. It was about three hours long we did together just talking about the history of the nation. He's the reason I work here. He's the reason I do what I do because I reached out to him as just a fan of O.N., And we kind of clicked. And the reason we kind of clicked is because we're very, very similar. I very much look to Wanye as a mentor, just like I do to Jay. Um, I learned a lot about work ethic from both of those guys. And if it wasn't for Wanye specifically, I wouldn't be doing this podcast today. And we do need to do more podcast episodes together. He's overdue to come on this podcast. I'm overdue, overdue to go on Wanye's World. So I think you nailed it. I think that that was pretty accurate for most people. So... Kudos to you, kudos! I do like to say ridiculous shit. I absolutely do. It's one of my favorite things about speaking into a microphone. And now let's see what Donkeyville has to say. Now,
7: you like tires? I like tires. Yes, tires, <laughs> etc., and all that um, <laughs> man thing. You're <laughs> listening to Better Late Than Tires. Oh for fuck's sake, hey, I've done it again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you are in one, my friend. You are absolutely in one. Uh, I got another message from Ari here. I wonder if he just found out that Shohei did not sign in Toronto. Let's check in with Ari.
10: I hope you guys did a wellness check with Zach Liang after he, after Otani signed with the Dodgers. Mm. I hope you took him out on the night mm. get and get drunk and shit. Something like that. I think he, I think he, he would have needed a, a good, a good party.
3: There was a lot of us that needed a little pick-me-up after the Otani news. Like, Tyler, read his mailbag answer. So we got asked kind of like, have you ever experienced something in sports like this in the mailbag from this past Monday? And Tyler just goes, still heartbroken, not answering this question. So there was a couple people that needed it. Nick, you're up.
9: This is way too many takes of this voicemail. Um, But
3: Fuck, that fascinates me. You have no idea. How it fascinates me that you guys have to do multiple takes. You said the last one took you four.
9: Okay, Otani signed with the Dodgers, Mm -hmm. and I'm full conspiracy theorist mode. Um, Now let's go. Do you remember a few years ago in the NHL when there was the Jack Eichel sweepstakes,
3: Mm
10: -hmm.
9: and that report came out like when it was like closing in on the the deal getting done, and there was the report that the Flames were offering Matt Kachuk. Like Dylan Dubey, Dustin Wolf, and a first-round pick for, Ohton, or for Jack Eichel. That would have been way too and much. And someone asked Sutter about it, and he's like, no, no one's made an offer, not that I know of. And the whole thing was just bogus, and it was like a report, or it was someone from the Sabres leaked it to that TSN insider. Yeah. And it was to put pressure on the Golden Knights to get the Eichel deal done. Yeah, sure. Does that not sound exactly what happened with Otani? Like here's what I think happened is because he got 700 million over 10 years. That's 100 million. I saw some estimates at 600 million. No one thought 700 million. Does that not sound like something that Otani knew he was signing with the Dodgers? But someone from his camp leaked it to John Moroni that hey, there's this private flight, and it is going to Toronto, and Otani's on that flight. And then they use that, they get more money out of the Dodgers.
3: We've talked about that. I like we talk, I don't know if that was on a podcast, so that might've just been bullshitting HQ. Like that, yeah, there's a lot of people that think that. And I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. There's also the theory that Shark Tank guy and Otani have the same management company. I haven't looked into any of this, so I'm just, don't listen to me right now, but that theory is out there as well. But 100%, like if you're in that spot and you're his agent and you're going to get a rip on $700 million dollars, of course you do that. You're like, hey, he might be going to Toronto today. Just, you know, if you wanted to tweet that, that wouldn't be so bad. Meanwhile, he's hanging out at his house in California, just kind of lolling the whole time. How much does a baseball uh, agent make? So let me see. Mm, mm, mm. I want to see if it's like a percentage. Generally, sports agent, uh, this is from cron.com. Is that a reliable source? I have no idea. Let me see if I can find them. That confirms. Yeah, okay. Generally speaking, a sports agent will earn between 4 and 10% of an athlete's playing contract. So what is 4%? So we'll go in the low end. Times 700. Can my phone even go that way? 700 million that is 28 million dollars for the agent on the low end that's the four (laughs) percent yeah he was fucking around you can can you can say oh no, no that doesn't happen that doesn't happen you won't convince me otherwise there was there was definitely fuckery afoot here
7: you like a toaster I like a toaster. <laughs> mm. Let's toast some bread together. Mm. You're listening to better late than... Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, I'm going to some agent. I better late than toaster. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what an animal. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <sighs>
13: You know, I'm just laying in bed, BM. I was looking at stats for the biggest Field Condors because, you know, what? Right. I'm an Oilers fan. Sure. And that's a rational thing to do. Of course. And I'm thinking, why do some of these guys have so little points? And then I'm looking at some game logs and some time on ice. and I'm like, why the hell do we have Carter Savoy and Mavve Petrov and Jaden Groob, these young forwards who just aren't playing? like i understand that you want to win games and whatever but greg McHague is not going to get any better
3: interesting point like there's still some uh there's still some meat and tatas left to go in this voicemail but bruce Carlock has been complaining about this for a while that the bakersfield condors are playing more to win now than they are the players and developing the players that they probably should it's the same thing goes with playing jack campbell over olivier rodrigue he's only had five starts so far this year at least last time i looked He's another player that fits directly into what you're talking about. Olivier Rodrigue currently has one of the best save percentages at the AHL level for anybody who's played 5 games or more. So why are you not playing him? I know you need to play Jack Campbell. The business side suggests it cuz you need to see if he can get recalled to the NHL, but if we're going to be developing prospects, you need to play your prospects.
13: So can we stick Greg McHagen on the fourth line and play our young guys? It's a fair question. I don't understand. It's a fair question. It's like when we had Holloway playing fourth line minutes last year, or five minutes a game. It's it's not worth it. It's there's no point if they're not going to play. Then put them in the East Coast League. Let them play, or send Groob back to Red Deer. You tear it up there. I don't get it. Maybe we should fire Colin Chalk.
3: <laughs> fire Colin Chalk. Yeah, it's a fair, totally fair, totally fair question. The AHL is the Oil- The Bakersfield Condors are the Oilers' development team, and yet they're not developing any of the players that are down there. It's very, very confusing. Donkey Volley, what dumb shit do you have for us next?
7: You're listening to <laughs> Better Late Than Lube King. We've got all the lubrication you need. And- <laughs> Hang on. What dumb uh, uh, oh, for fuck's sake?
3: <sighs> Shout out to Lube King. Shout out to Lube King. Uh, Kyle the
11: Embalmer, you're up. What's up, BM? What up? So I'm going to start this off by giving my cold performer of the week Please. Uh, to your voicemail software mm-hmm. because I left three voicemails last week that were pure gold. I mean, I'm sure they weren't actually pure gold, but they were pure gold. And now I'm trying to remember what the hell they were. Um, one thing I can say, and you know, I'm, I'm going to... I'm stumbling and, and whatever in this voicemail, but. Maybe you need to do multiple takes here. Cold performer of the week, you're going to get a button. That's for uh, Speak Pipe. Go ahead, Kyle. This is just for Nick because, hey, Nick, I re record all the time too because a minute and a half isn't long enough and I make mistakes. And I can't I believe back you guys do listen that. Listen to it and then re record it. And yeah, we do it. BM, it's a thing. I, I'm just, I'm stunned.
3: To find out this many of you guys do it. And to hear earlier, Nick was doing four takes of a voicemail. I'm at, let's see here. Let's check out the old recording software where I'm at right now. I'm at an hour and six minutes of one take. Now, you could argue, Bag it's your job to talk into a microphone. You do this all the time. You're on five shows a week, and sometimes you're on a guest on other shows, and then you do radio, so you're used to talking into a microphone at length, and that is true, but I'm still stunned that 90 seconds is taking four or five
11: takes. Um, I think also there was uh, something about... I think it was Vinny's cock saying that he knows about the decade of darkness. Got-
3: he doesn't. Again, if you VC, is we're calling him now, Vinny's, uh, Vinny's friend... Is too young to truly know about it.
11: I was born two years after the Cup Run. There's a no fucking clue about the decade of darkness. I know, man. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, that was aggressive. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was. Uh, He's a child. He's a child. What else did I think? Uh, oh, I think I mentioned something about maybe like there should be a a Melkers party. You know, better late than never party. That'd be Get together. Maybe have the election. Best time maybe when Dukes is here. That would be great. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, donkey would be at a disadvantage, but I mean, really, yeah, cares.
3: We'll have to zoom them in. We'll have to zoom them in. Uh, we've got a couple more voicemails to get to. Let's just, well, let's just get this one out of
7: the way, I suppose. Do you have a squeaky ball joint? Oh, yes, <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> Let us take care of it here at then King. Okay. <laughs> what? <That's so> stupid. <laughs>
3: He's just a (laughs) fucking madman. Nick, you're back again. What do you got to say?
9: Big little question for you. Sure. Uh, Is Shohei Otani the new Chris Pronger? Now, I know it's different situations.
3: Mm, Yeah, first thought is no, but let's see where you're going with this.
9: Like, my old man hates Chris Pronger to this day. I still do. He gets mad when... The Chris Pronger ads for, like, gambling come on TV.
3: I still do, but, okay, now I'm forming my thoughts here. I'm going to let you finish out, Nick, and then I'm going to tell you why it's no.
9: Because he cannot stand him for when he left Edmonton, for Mm -hmm. that situation. And I think Shohei Otani is the same situation. I know he didn't play for the Jays. Big difference. But, you know, I left that last voicemail. I, I think it's pretty fucking clear that he and his agent Lied, fucked with an entire fan base. Sure, leaked that shit to John Morosi. Sure, to use the Jays' leverage and get more money from the Dodgers. Bro, fucked with an entire country <laughs> to get more money. Mm-hmm. I hope to God when the Dodgers are in Toronto, that man gets booed so loud. I might go to Toronto and boo him on my own.
3: I think the difference between Shohei and Pronger is the very specific difference that Pronger played for the Oilers. He signed a five-year contract to play with the Oilers, and then he played one season and dipped. The Oilers went to the Stanley Cup Finals in that one season, and then he dipped. So that was like the highest of the highs, going to the Stanley Cup Finals, only to have your heart ripped out by the Carolina Hurricanes. And then weeks later, your star defenseman that helped you get there asks for a trade. To me, it's not close. And maybe it's because I'm a new Jays fan, but I'm with your old man. This the, the the pronger thing still bothers me, and it probably always will, even though his wife's travel company follows me on Instagram. Go check that out. The pictures are hilarious. They just are. All right, Donkey Volley, now what do you got to say? This one is 21 seconds of magic coming at you.
7: <laughs> do you open your fridge door and smell onions? <clears throat> guess what we've got all the things you need here is onion king yes we'll make all your house smell of onions why why would anyone want a house of of onions? no mind i like oh for fuck's sake
3: no one else is gonna let him post these no one else is gonna play all these either i just see what like eight, nine messages that are 14 seconds long that are all just nonsense. I love Donkey Volley so much. Please don't ever stop. If only they entertain me and they entertain you, that's really all that matters. Kyle and Embalmer coming back your way.
11: Ah, I thought of some more stuff, and maybe I'll actually talk about the game that was just tonight since we just beat Chicago. Hell yeah. Uh, I think I made a joke about how um, Tyler couldn't go to, wouldn't go with you to Big Air because he was celebrating May Long.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or... That just uh, the FIS Big Air World Cup just happened last weekend too. Jay went. I asked Tyler via Twitter if he wanted to go, and he just liked the tweet. That was a couple episodes back, so kind of knew he wasn't gonna go with me this time. I don't know.
11: Canada Day. Um, anyways, eight game win streak. Let's go! Fuck yeah, baby! Yeah, uh, we're still not in a playoff spot, but I have confidence that we're we close. will be. Uh, six points back of LA, which really I mean. Maybe if you if you are going to lose some games, get that loser point, because all the points matter in the end. Amen. Um, yeah. Again, listen to me. This is where I'd be like, fuck, and I'd start re-recording again, because I forgot what I wanted to say. But, you know, in honor of UBM, BM, uh, I'm not going to, and now you, you, you have to listen to me fucking babble. Yeah. Or I'll um, just cut you off. Uh, Bouchard has been fucking me over. Yeah, he's been playing great, but he's been fucking me over in my betting because he won't get three shots. He keeps getting two shots in the game. Um, Yup. So anyway, spoilers. Maybe you should do more multiple takes, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, Back to the one take champ, doggy volley. Wrap it up with, you know, I'm going to imagine some kind of fucking cougar emporium or something.
7: Here at Onion Kings, we've got all your underneath, underneath, what the fuck is that about? onion knee, onion knee. it's not a difficult word to say, you daft, flipping pillock.
3: (laughs) Sometimes when he uses very English words, it sounds like he's speaking from Middle Earth, you know?
9: Hey, Big Monk, I want to go back to the Shohei Otani, well. Nah, I'm
3: I'm over it, I'm over it, no offense, I'm over it. Shohei signed with the Dodgers made me sad. We had a lot of fun tracking that plane, but ultimately it is what it is up next. Anonymous caller. We are wrapping up the voicemail. We are winding down. What say you, sir?
10: Now I'm sure that we remember the all the old J clip, right? Calling Evan Bouchard, Justin Schultz and a sixth defenseman, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I mean,
3: I don't probably, I don't know where exactly where that clip is, but sure. Something like that. Of course.
10: Now, I would, I propose an idea. <laughs> We take duct tape, mm-hmm. we plaster that man onto the walls of Oilers Nation HQ.
3: Jay, we that hang
10: is? a portrait of Evan Bouchard right in front of his face, so he constantly sees this man. Mm. And we wait and live stream as he pleads his crimes against humanity and begs for forgiveness.
3: Yeah, I was wondering when the, uh, the old Jay takes were going to come back to haunt him. I feel like we're getting there. Go leave them on his Instagram, the Squire Yig. That's the place to put them. Or on Twitter. Dad is part of the solution. Remember, if you just comment that, Dad is part of the solution on all of his stuff. You'll know where it came from. Next message. What say you?
4: Righto. Uh, so I know I took a lot of shit, and, you know, my whole thing here is being jovial and, and everything. But, um, uh, yeah, PSA mental health, blah, blah, blah.
3: You can, um, before you get started here, Dukes, you can always just say whatever you want to say, my man. You don't got to be the actor here. You don't got to have the mask on all the time. Happy to hear you out. After you, sir.
4: Um, my life has sucked dick the last few months, whatever. Obviously I haven't been on here as much, but I just want to say that, um, you know, whether life's going fantastically exactly how you planned or better than you planned or shit or, like, you know, you feel like you're at the lowest of low, don't give up the things that make you happy. Like, you know, this this podcast, Oilers Nation, the Oilers hockey team, all that sort of stuff. Man, when I'm having a shit time, I know I can always tune into hockey, tune into a podcast, whatever, and that helps me. Not saying this going to help you. But all I'm saying some fuck to revving his car in the background because everyone's a mad cunt. Um, but, yeah, like like even when stuff sucks and, you know, the last thing you want to hear from people is, oh, cheer up, look at the positives, go and fuck yourself. Look at the positives, yes, but not the positive, you know, take something out, remove yourself from the situation that's fucking you up And find a a different space in your life that'll bring you a positive. Fuck, don't give up.
3: I hope everything's okay, Dukes. But again, you don't have to uh, wear the mask, man. You want to chat? We'll chat. You know, I I know a little bit of what you're talking about from the group chat. And uh, all I want to say here is that unless you want to talk about it, I won't. But chin down, hands up, buddy. Keep battling. Keep going. Keep participating with us. We want you here. We want you part of this community. We need you here. Okay?
4: Uh, I, I got cut off there, so just to finish up, uh, look after yourselves. You know, We're all here together. Reach out if you need someone. Whatever. Fuck Donkey Volley. Vote for Dukes. Play the Bamba, baby. Let's fucking go.
3: Dukes again, just to wrap it up, anything you want to talk about, my man, anything you want to talk about, you always have a, uh, always have a platform for it. That's what this podcast is. Ultimately, it's a platform for us to just talk about whatever we want. I, uh, I do it. No reason you can't either. Here to support you, pal. Last voicemail of the week comes in from LCYEG. What do you have to say, miss?
12: Hey, Big Milk. It's L-C-Y-E-G. Um, I have a beginner stage hypothesis mm. um, about Woody and Coach Knobloch. Okay. Um, I was so sad to see Woody go, but I feel like after seeing the boys get rolling a bit and how little things are changing, that in this grand scheme of things, Woody was a necessary stepping stone that we needed to move past. Um, not saying that he was bad at all, but he got the boys playing the way that they knew they could, but they couldn't quite get past that extra level. They were defensively shaky. Um, they were always having to outscore their problems and. Something's going on with Knoblock or coffee right now that they're not doing that. They're still scoring great, but they're also being defensive. And I wonder if that's what we needed to get to the next stage and get to the end goal. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Am I crazy? Cheers, bag milk, and Merry Christmas.
3: Merry Christmas to you. I think that uh, you could be on to something. It's kind of like... Not the hero we wanted, but the hero we needed, in a way, to steal from Batman, you know? Maybe that's what Jay Woodcroft was, in the end, was our Harvey Dent. And he wasn't evil like Harvey Dent was, but he was what we needed at the time, and now Coach Knobloch is. So, while Nobby wasn't necessarily the hero we wanted, in the end, he just might be the hero we needed. I like that, LCYG. I like this hypothesis. I like this is where we're thinking and I like every single one of you that chimed in on the voicemail. I very, very much appreciate your time. Please keep leaving voicemails. I'm here next week. We're back. And then Christmas week, we're back. I'm not taking any time off from the podcast. So expect fresh content out of me Um, until next week. Hopefully I can do an emergency episode at some point soon. Maybe a trade, maybe a signing, maybe something fun happens. I don't know. But uh, I'll be back with an emergency episode if that does happen. Please keep telling people, subscribe, help me grow the podcast, help me grow the platform, help me grow the voicemail. Ideally, just again, just to wrap this up, ideally what I'd like to do is just a normal episode of the podcast one day, and then the next day I do just a voicemail podcast or I'd also like you guys to be chiming in on news. So if you want to chime in on like the news, so you want to have your voicemail played in the news as opposed to the voicemail section of the podcast, just label them. Just label them when you uh, when you submit it to Speakpipe. Put your name and the topic. And if that's part of like my news breakdown that I've got scheduled for earlier in the show, I'll play you alongside that news item. So I'd love to incorporate you guys, not just in the voicemail, not just in the right to sack beatings, but in the news, in the intro, everywhere you want to be, I'd like to create an avenue to make that happen. So that's where we're going to wrap up the podcast today. Thank you for the voicemails. Thank you to everybody for chiming in. I don't remember who I said, the Owen, Nick, Dukes and Donkey voicemail. With honorable mentions to Ari, Kyle, and LCYEG, and everybody else that leaves a voicemail, except Vinny's cock, because you were a child and you owe me a bunch of nickels in the swear jar. Have, uh, yeah, I'm just rambling now. I'm just rambling now. Talk to you next week, everybody.